Hey, hey, it's me, Craigie B. Before we get into today's episode, we just wanted to thank you if you were one of our listeners during last week's launch. Thanks to your support, we broke into the iTunes Top 50 in the UK under the marketing category. Thank you so much. If you're enjoying these episodes and happen to be listening on iTunes, you can help us stay in the charts by subscribing to the show, downloading our episodes and by rating and reviewing us too. This week, we're entering into a weekly publishing format where we'll be releasing new episodes on Mondays and Wednesdays. Today, we're kicking off our Mindset Mondays series where we'll be exploring mindset and psychology from a variety of angles and looking at how this can help in your search for success. It's an area that isn't talked about anywhere near enough, which is why it's getting its own dedicated space on this show. On Wednesdays, we'll be exploring other aspects of your corporate escape plan, focusing initially on the various aspects of planning and launching a business. Welcome to this, the first of our Mindset Monday features where we'll be exploring the subject of imposter syndrome with a high-performance coach of high regard. Have you ever wondered what it takes to create a life that's free from the bonds of corporate slavery? Maybe you're already on that journey but you're still figuring it out. This show aims to show you the way by sharing the real stories, strategies, tactics, trials and tribulations of freedom seekers at different stages of their journeys, from running a business on the side to serial entrepreneurs who've launched and scaled multiple multi-million dollar firms. Hello, I'm Craigie B. This is Corporate Escape Plan. Hey, hey, welcome to another edition of the Corporate Escape Plan podcast. Today's guest is a high-performance coach who has worked with evolving leaders and executives at many global corporations. An exceptional performer from a younger age, we're talking Ivy League student and graduate from Cornell University. These days, She is founder of Boldful Coach and an expert in guiding high achievers in the realms of mastering your mindset. What we're talking about here is a coach who can help you take full control of your thoughts and skillfully manage your emotions so you can always be at your best and the fun tasks that go with that of eliminating self-doubt, confusion and imposter syndrome. Now, that's a pretty tall order, but you don't need to spend long at all reading testimonials from her successful clients to know she really is the real deal when it comes to helping high-achieving entrepreneurs and professionals like you to master their inner head game in ways which enable the greatest levels of success and satisfaction in your life and career. So... Who is this very special guest of ours? I'm so pleased to be able to introduce to you, to you Bobby Joe Brighton. Hello, welcome. 
Hey, Craig. Thank you so much for having me. And as we get started here, I really want to express my gratitude uh, to what you're doing here with the podcast, uh, really bringing this topic of mindset, a very important topic, to your listeners so uh, they they can have even greater success. Thrilled to be here. Well, it's an absolute pleasure, and it really is something that I believe in utterly. So before we get into the, the subject we're planning to talk about, which is imposter syndrome today, I'd just like you to tell us a little bit of your own personal backstory before we get underway. All right, very good. Well, since we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome today, uh, what what I get a kick out of is the intro that you put together, you know, and saying here, you know, a a top performer from from a very young age, and uh, going on to talk briefly about my Ivy League education and uh, graduating from Cornell. So I think that's a great place to start uh, because I certainly felt like an imposter and a fraud when I was, when I was on that Ivy League campus. So, you know, gosh, let's not count the decades ago. <laughs> and uh, so, so my background here is, is, is just that, is I, I certainly dealt with uh, imposter syndrome through my younger years, through, certainly through my college years, my young adulthood, and into my first businesses as an entrepreneur myself. And um, a little bit of backstory, I didn't have it all together. You know, I certainly didn't come out of the womb uh, to be a mindset mastery coach. Mindset mastery is uh, founded in mental toughness. Uh, so, so being a mental toughness coach, I grew up very blue collar in a, um, in a family where my father was a union factory worker. Uh, I was the first person in my college, in my family to go to college, to go to university. Uh, so feeling like low man on the pole that I just squeaked in because <laughs> I wasn't really truly smart compared to all those other brainiacs, the real brainiacs on campus. Uh, so that's a little bit of my background there, and um, uh, and then moving on through um, leaving the corp- uh, leaving the working world, the Monday through Friday nine to five world, which I know this podcast is geared towards uh, other working professionals who are thinking about uh, really moving into entrepreneurship, being business owners. So I used to be there too and twenty some years ago. Yeah, twenty years ago actually this year was it was two thousand when we turned the calendar from nineteen ninety nine to two thousand was when I made the decision to leave the Monday through Friday nine to five workspace and forge out on my own and I haven't gone back. So we'll talk about uh, some some of those trials and tribulations uh, as well, I think, in an upcoming uh, podcast interview. Right. All right. So, uh, Craig, uh, where do you want me to start off here today? Well, today's subject is imposter syndrome. So really there, before, before I, let, I cut you loose, I just want to say that although I was aware of imposter syndrome being a thing, and having my own personal interest in mindset and psychology going all the way back to the the time you were actually talking about, because I trained in NLP in 1999 in London with one of the co-founders, Richard Bandler, and the world-famous hypnotist Paul McKenna. But I didn't realize until I was participated in a couple of coaching groups through 2019 just how prevalent this imposter syndrome thing actually is. I had no idea that, um, and I was surprised to find that 
most people going through these challenges that I was doing as part of two different communities, most people were actually experiencing this thing called imposter syndrome. So I'd, I'd love for you to explain to us what it is, what it comprises of, and give us some examples of, of what it looks like, and then talk about how people can overcome such things. And I'll just let you take it away from there. All right, sounds good. All right, so let's get a working definition of imposter syndrome for uh, for this call here today. Is uh, we can define imposter syndrome as this feeling inside yourself, this collection of feelings of those words, I'm not good enough, okay? It's inadequacy, it's insecurity. Uh, there's this feeling of being less than. Uh, and I love to turn that up by that feeling of not being good enough, okay? Not measuring up. And we can have those feelings despite evidence of success. So uh, we can know also that we're not alone here, that 70% of our working population deals with imposter syndrome at some time in their working career. And this is the feeling of self-doubt, that inner, uh, inner criticism, that feeling like a fake, feeling like a fraud in the workplace, in the business environment. And yet you have success, okay? I certainly had success. I'll give an example here. Um, before I became a mindset coach, I had a uh, very successful luxury group travel business. And I like to joke here that it was a real hardship because I was doing luxury uh, travel events for the top private clubs uh, in yeah. the United States. So, and it, joking that it was a hardship because this was European river cruises. We're talking Paris and Tuscany and Napa Valley wine tours out in California. So a real hardship, somebody had to do it. And I had great success doing this. I was phenomenal at putting itineraries and uh, member experiences together. I was working with the top clubs. Uh, people loved the trips. I had a lot of in, independent clients that came from the group tours. Yet, there was one club that I wouldn't go after. I wouldn't call the number one private city club in, in America, and that is the Union League of Philadelphia, and being from Pennsylvania myself, uh, right in my front yard, I wouldn't call the Union League because I wasn't good enough. I wasn't sophisticated enough. I wasn't uh, experienced enough. I was too young. I was too fat. Uh, I didn't have what it takes, and I kept putting off that call to the Union League. And through my own mental toughness mindset mastery process that I was going through at, at the time is uh, I started working with those fears, working with that inner criticism and self-doubt and shifting everything in my head. I started shifting my thinking, or in other words, thinking about my thinking and changing the thoughts and beliefs that were working against me uh, and going into the fear. And um, this funny thing happened. <laughs> I, I reached out to the Union League, to their very prestigious and esteemed general manager, made contact with him, and long story short, uh, the Union League became a client, and uh, we went on to do some great trips together. Wow. And I became fascinated by this. I became fascinated that all I had to do was change my thinking, yeah. change my thoughts and belief systems, and I could do anything. And uh, that led me on this path then to where yeah, I want to coach this. Okay, I want to help people uh, 
overcome what's going on inside their heads, getting everything in their heads working for them instead of against them. Because the only thing that was going on here is I was in my own way. Okay, I had the experience, I had the accolades, I had the proven success, and yet I didn't own it. Mm-hmm. And that's when everything started to change, uh, and, and there became this beautiful shift inside myself. It certainly took time. Uh, it doesn't happen overnight. It's a process, let me assure you. Yeah. Uh, but this beautiful thing happened, and, and now today, imposter syndrome is, is pretty much uh, gone from my world. Uh, not to say that I don't have like little flares of it come up when I'm trying something new and stepping outside my comfort zone, but I recognize it, and, and I easily move beyond it. Um, so, so it, it, so it is possible. It's, we can, we can get past this. And, uh, some of the things that I want to share with your listeners here today, uh, that I've taken to, uh, my coaching inside, uh, major corporations, worldwide global corporations with emerging leaders, evolving leaders in those organizations, uh, is what I call your expert mentality. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so our first shift in overcoming uh, imposter syndrome is uh, you have a lot of listeners who are that, that, that big choice. Do I stay in my, in my job or do I forge out on my own? And with that is going to come a lot of fear, a lot of trepidation, hesitation, confusion, uh, a lot of what ifs. Okay, that voice in the head, that negative voice in the head of self-doubt, inner criticism, and sabotage, self-sabotage really comes into play. Yeah. So, uh, and one of the things I see is people have a hard time really owning their expertise. Okay, I, here I am, I'm going to leave the workforce, I'm going to start a new business. And well, who am I to do that? Okay, it's it's I I haven't run a business before, or I've I'm just getting started. How can I call myself an expert? And this is where it's really important to have a big mindset shift. Uh, so when I do this, when I do this in groups, it's really interesting to see. So we'll start off with this: is that we identify ourselves by our titles. Okay, by a job title. So if I'm in if I'm in the room, or if for all the listeners here on the podcast, uh, you know, if I would say, you know, tell me what your title is, um, all of you would say, okay, I'm I'm in accounting, or I'm an accountant, or I'm an engineer, I'm a software developer, I'm I'm a customer service specialist, I'm in I'm I'm, I'm in marketing, I'm a graphic designer. You know, all of these titles would come out, and that's how we identify. You know, when we come into networking meetings, uh, we're meeting people, and the, what we ask somebody is like, oh, what do you do? <laughs> and we identify by what we do, what our title is. And that is so limiting, okay, because what we need to recognize is that you are not your title, okay? Your title is a commodity. In, in the workforce, there are lots of engineers, and there are lots of software developers and programmers, and there are lots of managers and directors and vice presidents and CEOs, and there are lots of graphic designers and customer service specialists and accountants and lawyers, and, and so, so it's a commodity, and it's undifferentiated. 
Yeah. It's a commodity and it's undifferentiated. Okay, what you are, first and foremost, is you are an expert. Okay, you are an expert that does accounting and finance. You are an expert that does programming. You are an expert that does graphic design. You are an expert that does litigation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, and so so that's the first shift. And then depending upon where you are in your career, you're going to be one of three levels of being an expert. If you are new, you are an emerging expert. Okay, you're learning, okay? You're 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 getting your feet underneath you. Yeah. Right? But still in, but still you're an expert. You're an emerging expert. If you've got a few years under you and this is smoother now and you kind of have some idea what you're doing, well, then you're an expert in motion. Okay. okay. An expert in motion. And then we have our third, which is a legacy expert. Legacy expert is I've been doing this for quite a while now. I know it like the back of my hand. Uh, hey, in fact, I'm even mentoring others in this area. So legacy expert. Uh, so it's, it's really fascinating when I, when, when I speak in groups and, and I get to watch the room. <laughs> and yeah. uh, because when they first identify that they're no longer their title, okay, that you are in fact an expert in what it is that you do, what your title is, uh, what I love to see is that people sit up straighter. <laughs> because they've tapped in. Yeah, they have emotionally tapped in to something greater with inside themselves. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and so that brings us here is for the listeners here, when, when I describe this, uh, take a look at what your body language was. Did you sit up taller? Okay, did you straighten your back and tap into like, hey, you know, this feeling is like, yeah, I am an expert. Or did you shrink away from that? Okay, because that happens too. Uh, and so if you shrunk away from it, if there was that voice there saying, hey, that's not true, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really not an expert, I don't believe it, then, then we know that there's something more going on inside there, okay, that that inner criticism, that self-doubt, that imposter syndrome flares, flares up more. Uh, now, those of you who sat up taller, that might have been your initial response, but then there might be backed up by those words. Okay, well, but wait, it's not true. I have so much far to go. I have so far to go. There's so much to be done uh, before I can really call myself an expert. So you could have believed it initially, but then shrunk away from it also. And this is the head game that we're playing with ourselves. Craig, is this making sense? It is. Totally. Yes. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so Craig, let's make it real in your world. You know, when I said that, like, you know, what happened? To, what happened for you? I had to cast my mind back to uh, older times because I, I, I've actually been through. See, one of the ways I look at that is you. You talked about the your role within corporate being a commodity. Um, so for me, that kind of labeling for, for me, that, that formed part of my identity, but I, I've already been through a process where, where I've shifted in the way I see myself and I do actually see myself as an expert these days. So I was remembering back to times gone by where mm -hmm. I've gone through a process where when I've realized that I'm an expert, I, 
I I stood taller, my shoulders went back. And then when I began to think about what steps to begin taking to position myself that way, then the doubt started creeping in and the the unhelpful self-talk chatter began to enter into my awareness. And that's when the shoulders went back forwards again. So, so I, so I'm doing this as a, an exercise in my memory, really, more than anything else right now. Um, but I can totally relate to exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and uh, we get to reflect. Uh, our lives are so busy that we don't take time to pause and really reflect on where we were to where we've come from. And we'll keep driving ourselves, um, you know, more, more, more than we than we need to be doing. So, so it's always great for us, especially here, you know, at 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 times of renewal. Okay, that the the start of a new year, uh, September, you know, when we all come off of uh, summer summer holidays and summer breaks, that, that that big month of August where none of us are really thinking about work, we're we're in a different shift, and then it's September, which is traditionally our time to go back to school. Okay, as we're sending our children back to school, uh, it's also a time for us where we get more geared up to, to work. And these times can always be uh, a moment where we can pause and just reflect on where we were and where we came forward uh, to. And uh, you said something here also that was really important is self-talk. Okay, our inner dialogue. Self-talk is the words that we use with ourselves. And uh, one of the things in my my coaching uh, coaching education and certification is uh, having the great pleasure of working one-on-one -on -one with Dr. Shad Helmstetter, who is the world's foremost authority on self-talk, the words we use with ourselves. And um, so one of the one of the nuggets I want to share here with the listeners to take away is when we're coming into these environments where we're stepping outside our comfort zone, we're doing things that we haven't done before, it's simply going to feel uncomfortable and unfamiliar. And we've got uh if we talk more about the imposter here is I like to let people know that we've got this internal conflict with inside ourselves. It's what I call the two yous. We have our lower self and our higher self, okay, to make it very, very simplistic, very basic and generalized. Our lower self is where all the drama is. This is the part of us that feels not good enough. Our lower self is all about survival and protection. It doesn't like change. It resists change. It wants to keep us safe. Okay. And uh, conversely, we have our higher self, which embraces change, wants to do something new, something different, and go into the unknown and go into the uncertain. So we can feel this tug of war inside of us between lower self and higher self. Uh, when we get into our other interview about mindset trumps skill, I'm going to talk about lower self and higher self even more. Uh, but to give a brief overview here is all of that negative self-talk, all of that inner criticism and self-doubt is all coming from that lower self voice. Uh, this is where our fears are, okay? Fear of making a mistake, fear of being judged, fear of looking foolish, being embarrassed, fear of failure, fear of success. 
So where do we start with dealing with the imposter? Uh, we actually start with our own words, the words that we're using with ourselves every day. Um, so some of my, I'm, I'm remembering one of my clients um, at uh, Vanguard, you know, one of the world's largest uh, financial services companies and mutual funds, uh, one of the managers at Vanguard who I was working with. Uh, her internal dialogue was every time she would make a mistake, it was, I'm so stupid. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and, and so, Craig, yeah, so, so if you hear those words, so, Craig, what does that say to you? You know, if, you, if you're saying inside your head, I'm so stupid, uh, what do you think that hap what happens with, those, with that saying inside your head then? Well, I used to do that a lot, and what I remember about it was that it used to have the effect of um, allowing self-doubt to breathe and overall had the effect of putting the brakes on. It meant yeah. that I did things, I got around to things slower, things that really yeah. needed doing as a, as a result. So, so I wasn't operating at my best when I was thinking that way on, on a regular basis. It was like repetitive thoughts. Oh, you idiot. I used yeah, to do that a oh, lot. Yeah. 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 Uh, luckily, yeah. I'm, luckily, I'm free from that these days. And, <laughs> and I only do it occasionally as a joke now. Um, right. really get a laugh. <laughs> right, right. But the thing for us to keep in mind here is that our thoughts have presence and impact in our lives, okay? It, it's not a net zero, okay? That, that negative thinking causes negative effects. Yeah. And uh, so, and as you've, you have identified here, you know, it slowed me down, okay? It, it costs us time. We don't advance and yeah. keep moving forward because we get stuck. We get, we get stuck in indecision. We get paralyzed in fear. Uh, and, and we put the brakes on ourselves. Yeah. Uh, so it's important to us to really start paying attention to the words that we use with ourselves, okay? Because our thinking is going to also... Uh, then drive emotions within us. So if, if I'm thinking, oh, what an idiot, you know, I'm so stupid, uh, well, then we have an emotional response in our body. And what we need to remember here is that they feed on each other. A thought feeds a feeling, which feeds a thought, which feeds a feeling, which feeds a thought, which feeds a feeling, and then boom, down the negative spiral we go. <laughs> yes, yeah, so self-perpetuating yeah. and self-fulfilling. Yes, yes. So, so we, uh, we determine our own success or failure uh, based on our thinking uh, because it becomes our belief systems. Uh, that would be a much deeper conversation, uh, which we'll get into in Mindset Trump Skill, uh, but to highlight it here is uh, those negative thoughts then drive negative emotions, negative feelings. We put the brakes on ourselves and we keep ourselves stuck. So one of the nuggets I want to give to the listeners here to take away with is to catch yourself in that thinking and build empowering thinking. And you can do that simply by these words. So if you've got a pen and paper, this is your time to use it if you're not already taking notes. But write down these words. Okay. I cannot fail. I can only learn and grow. Okay, I cannot fail. I can only learn and grow. It's, it's uncomfortable. It's painful to, to grow. <laughs> when we step outside our comfort zone and start pushing our limits and pushing into the unfamiliar, it hurts. 
Okay. And that's one of the things. Yeah, and one of the things that we do in Mindset Mastery is we go into the pain, okay? We all think that, we all know the saying, okay, uh, failure is the stepping stone to success. Uh, You've heard that, right? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We all know that. We just don't believe it. (laughs) And and so, (laughs) yeah, so when it starts getting hard, when it starts getting difficult, when it becomes, when it comes painful and uncomfortable and ugh, we, we, we avoid it, uh, typically speaking. And this is, what, um, this is what keeps us stuck when really it's going into the pain, going into the discomfort uh, uh, to, to actualize uh, the steps, um, to actualize the full completion of the step to get to the next level. Okay, we don't yeah. grace, you know, um, the path to success isn't this, this nice, sequential, linear growth process. No, it goes backwards, it goes sideways, it goes upside down, it goes inside out. Uh, we, we go into pain and discomfort before we next, uh, leap up to the next level. And I spend a lot of time uh, with my clients uh, getting them comfortable with, with pain. Uh, our nice. motto is in, in Mindset Mastery Coaching, I am comfortable being uncomfortable. And so a lot of that is these awareness exercises to what we're actually thinking, what we're actually feeling, building an emotional vocabulary to what we're feeling, all right, that's holding us back, and, and shifting our words. And one of the main phrases that we use in building new empowering self-talk is just that, I cannot fail, I can only learn and grow. And can you see how that ties in? We're starting to shift away from these feelings of being an imposter, being a fake, being a fraud, when you start taking control of your thoughts and shifting to I'm stupid, I'm an idiot, or any other myriad of of negative self-talk to (sighs) taking a breath, nice, deep, cleansing breath, I cannot fail, I can only learn and grow. So the, 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 the paying attention to those thoughts that crop up on a regular basis mm-hmm. offers you the means to, by bringing them into your awareness, it's easier to set about changing those, I presume. Yeah. Yeah. In the mindset mastery process, we begin in awareness. We, we don't come in with okay. big sweeping change. Okay, because you'll fail, okay? You want to talk about failure, you will fail, all right? Failure is part of the process. And, uh, and again, it's not failure, it's, it's growth. I cannot fail, I can only learn and grow. But when we try to come in and change too many things all at once, that lower self is going to be right there, it's going to resist, and it's going to reject the new information. So we got to come in slow and kind of under the radar. And... And before we can change anything, we have to be aware of what the problem even is. You know, what, right. what's going on inside of me that I'm already doing automatically, habitually, and and we have pattern interrupts. So we bring in pattern interrupts uh, so we can become aware of our thinking, or as I love to say, think about our thinking, and and then start coming in with small, consistent, reinforced, repetitious changes that are going to have a compound effect over time because it it took you a while to get to where you are in your thinking it's going to take us a while to change the thinking but it it absolutely can be done uh, to where you can get to a point where you take full control of your thoughts 
skillfully manage your emotional responses uh, so that your times, your periods in a, a stuck or negative state, uh, state are going to be very small, very brief. You're going to recognize it and then use your tools, your methodology from the mindset math, uh, mastery process to, to shift and uh, be on your way to achieving bigger and greater things. Brilliant. Now, before we, before we wrap things up, um, you used a phrase which leapt out at me because it, it's a phrase that I first discovered when I, when I was learning hypnosis in nine, for the first time in 1999, and it's pattern interrupt. Yep. I'd, I'd love you to talk a little bit about what that is and how you actually achieve a pattern interrupt. Yeah, uh, thanks for asking about that. Yeah, a pattern interrupt, I'll, I'll give you an example now because um, uh, my current group for group coaching is going through this right now, is uh, one of the things that we do in the Mindset Mastery coaching process in the foundations group coaching, which is the, the groundwork, okay? We got to lay a foundation, a groundwork uh, for you to be able to fall upon in periods of high stress and high pressure. Mm -hmm. And uh, when life throws a curveball at you also. So whether you've got, you're in a high pressure, high stress situation for work, for your career, or you've got a high pressure, high stress situation in your home environment, uh, we need a framework, we need a structure, we need a strong foundation for you to fall upon uh, when, when life rears its head and the storms of life come, uh, not to mention just, just regular daily living. Everything's great when it's nice and sunny outside, <laughs> uh, but our yeah. mindset really comes into play when we experience mild storms to massive hurricanes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, so pattern are up. So one of the things that we do is we take time every morning for self-care, to take time to connect with ourselves uh, there's mind clearing journaling exercises that the group does uh, to make space in our heads. I mean, gosh, how many people here listening on the call, your mind is just racing all the time. Uh, maybe you're going to bed with racing thoughts, waking up in the morning in the middle of the night with your thoughts racing. Uh, so how do we clear our mind and make space? Okay, we need space for creative thinking. And if we've got all this minutia, okay, like I like to say it's like a computer. We've got all these browser windows and programs opened inside our head, and we need to close down some programs and shut down all the browser tabs. So we use some mind-clearing exercises to do that. And But that requires getting up in the morning, making a commitment to you, getting up in the morning and taking time out for self-care, or as the flight attendants say, put your oxygen mask on first before assisting other passengers. So be put mm -hmm. your oxygen mask on first before you take on the world. And uh, But many of us, we're just, we're hitting the snooze button, we're turning over, you know, bed is warm, it smells good, it's safe, it's comfortable, I don't want to have to deal with the day. And so uh, we need pattern interrupts then to put in a new habit of getting up, um, especially uh, those, those with young children, getting up before the kids and taking time, time out for ourselves. It's a very long-winded way of saying what a pattern interrupt is. Uh, so, mm -hmm. we have to break the pattern of hitting the snooze button. We have to break the pattern of staying in the warm bed. And so, in this case, what we do is the alarm clock now is another room, okay? So, for me, I use my, my smartphone 
Mm. Uh, my iPhone is my alarm clock, and that gets set in the bathroom. So I literally have to get up out of bed to turn off the bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> right. Okay. And yeah. Yeah, uh, the thermostat, uh, the temperature in the room is set to come. So I get up typically around 5 a.m. every morning. And so somewhere around 4.15 or so, the heat is coming up in the room to, to make the room uh, very warm <laughs> to now where I'm hot in bed. And I want to get out because now I'm too hot instead of putting those wonderful covers you know, around me and sinking into the bed more. Uh, because it's chilly. So, so pattern interrupts. Uh, it might be how do we build a new empowering habit? We attach it to an already existing habit. So every single morning without fail, I'm going to brush my teeth. So if there's something I want to make sure that, that I, I do for my morning routine is I'm going to attach it to my teeth brushing. So while I'm brushing my teeth, I can get the blood flowing by doing some leg lifts. Uh, knee raises right. so while I'm brushing my teeth. So I'm going to, I want to get the blood flowing. I want to get the juices flowing, get my mind turned on so I can wrap my toothbrush in a, when I started this, I would wrap my toothbrush in a post-it note with a rubber band. So I would, cause that would be uncomfortable. So it's a pattern interrupt. Uh, so I'll take it off and it's like, okay. And it says, do, 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 uh, do knee, ra knee, bah, knee raises as I brush my teeth. Right. So that's what I mean by pattern interrupts. Yes, okay. We can build a new habit by interrupting our automatic unconscious pattern and behavior. But this is fascinating stuff, and I can't wait to uh, expand on some of this in our next episode. So uh, before, we, before we finish, what I always do with the guests is invite them to promote something of their own and explain to our listeners how they can find you. So you want, want to know more about you and what you have to offer. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that opportunity. <laughs> That's very kind. Uh, yeah, the best way to find out more about what it is that I do as a Mindset Mastery Coach uh, to take a look at some of the offerings for yourself is uh, there's always a live master class going on. I'm ru I run live master classes uh, basically a version of a webinar uh, through, throughout the entire year. So hopping over to the website for Boldful Coach, uh, boldfulcoach.com, which is spelled B-O-L-D-F-U-L, B-O-L-D-F-U-L, coach, C-O-A-C-H, okay, boldfulcoach.com is uh, certainly going to show what is the latest and greatest live masterclass going on. Uh, so come and join me on a call. So that's boldfulcoach.com, B-O-L-D-F-U-L, coach.com. And thank you so much, Bobby Joe. I can't wait to dive into some of this in more detail in our next episode. Thank you so much, and we'll speak again real soon. All right. Thanks, Craig. Appreciate it. And to everybody else, I wish you the greatest success. Brilliant. Bye.